Hi, I'm David Stoker, and I want to welcome you to the Better Life and Recovery hashtag Hope Dealer Movement podcast. As a visible and vocal member of the recovery community since 2009, I'm frequently asked questions and for advice from people all the time. Some are curious, some are still using, some are in recovery, and some people just care about somebody who's currently struggling with a hurt habit or hangout. If people in my community have those questions, I guarantee that people everywhere are looking for answers as well. We started this podcast to give you answers and support because not only is recovery real, it is amazing. Hope you enjoy the show. So I want to welcome everybody back to the show. Um, Thanks for joining us again this week. This week I am joined by Josh. Say hi, Josh. Hey, what's up, guys? How is everyone? Hope you're all doing well, getting ready for the holidays. And I think uh, me and Josh are going to talk about something uh, that we probably only have experiential Mm. knowledge of. Um, Are you an epidemiologist? Uh, I am not. Okay, neither am I. No. So neither of us are epidemiologists. Um, Are you a doctor? I am. No no MD. Okay. Not a doctor either. Uh, Not medical professional? No, definitely not. I'm behavioral health professional, not medical professional either. So we are going to talk a little bit about COVID just because we both have had it, had COVID. Yeah. And we've been surrounded by friends and family mm-hmm. and coworkers that have also had it. Yes. Uh, I want to say I had two of my four staff out with COVID the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You were one of those staff. Yep. Uh-huh. And um, the beginning of October, I believe, is when I was diagnosed with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird. I, I know a lot of people that have been uh, diagnosed with COVID since the election was over, and mm-hmm. which shocks me because I heard that once the election was over, that COVID was going <laughs> to go, go away, away and we would have no more cases. Right. Uh-huh. So I'm not really sure what happened there. I guess it's what happens when you have knuckleheads. <laughs> Um, that so true. don't know anything about, uh, let's say a disease model, the course that it runs, or right. maybe they're just full of conspiracy theories and they that didn't too. believe that COVID existed to begin with. Right. Even though it's weird because we've had major people on both sides of the political spectrum uh-huh. that have been diagnosed with COVID. Right. So you would think that they would go, Oh, my knight in shining <laughs> armor or, you know, uh, the American version of Princess Die yeah. or whoever it is that they uh, fawn over right. politically has had it or mm. other people in my party have had it. So mm-hmm. obviously it, it must be real because they wouldn't just make that stuff up. Right. It's I would so think. True. But so anyway. true. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I if you would have asked me, I would have thought that I'm not going to get it, you know, right? And it was a uh, – it was a uh, – it was a shock when uh, when I did get it, but uh, I can tell you this: it's the real deal, man. Uh, my wife would have told you that she was absolutely not shocked when I got it. Um, <laughs> she would have told you that if anybody in our family was going to get it, it would be me because after you know, I guess that quarter century of uh, substance use, sure, I really damaged my uh, immune system. So, uh-huh. like she says. I don't just get like a cold. I get pneumonia, bronchitis. I don't just get, right. I can't do anything in moderation, even don't get mess sick. around, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey, you got uh-huh. the cold. I'm like, great. I'm going to the hospital. <laughs> right. Oh, and um, for you, was it like, um, like, were you really sick? Uh, you know, it was, it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to bed and I was like, yeah, 
don't know if I feel great because mm-hmm. I, I I was like I think I can feel something coming on, mm-hmm. and then I woke up in the middle of the night with uh, chills, body ache, and a temperature, mm-hmm. and then I was like, well, man, crap, I just. I had just come back from a uh, float trip with a group of people, and I uh-huh. was like, man, I better go find out if I have COVID right. so that everybody can get themselves tested if I uh-huh. do, just on the off chance. But surely, I mean, we were out, we were in kayaks and on right. the river, and, you know, surely I don't have COVID, and uh-huh. I wouldn't have given it. So, anyway, long story short, I went and got tested for COVID. Uh-huh. Um They, it wasn't as bad as the first time. They uh-huh. didn't have to stay back in my brain as long. <laughs> And they did a rapid test that they mm. literally had back later that day. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, they were like, well, got some good news and some bad news. And I was like, okay, what's the bad news? Uh-huh. Um, let's go with the good news first. Um, <laughs> I hope you have some vacation time because you're getting ready to take one. Oh, man. So, uh, so I went and immediately picked my daughter up. Uh, from school, which made me feel bad too, because I had taken my daughter to school. Right. And then I locked myself, uh, my, my son stayed with his mom Uh and I locked myself in his bedroom and his bathroom. Mm. And then my wife and daughter had the rest of the house. Uh, they dropped off food and drinks at the door. Uh, that wow. made me drink out of a bowl, out of a dish, like a puppy. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. just kidding. Oh, that's uh, awesome. ish. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was about a day and a half of mm. fever, chills, and body ache, and then mm-hmm. it was about a week of body aches, and even after I was cleared, I uh. still had some of the worst congestion. I was still coughing up stuff that I ate, yeah. probably, uh, I don't know, maybe it was in the breast milk. I don't right, know. Right. My mom fed Long me when I was a baby. Right. I mean, I coughed up some disgusting stuff. Uh-huh. And even now, it's been, you know, a month, month and a half. Mm-hmm. It's been a month since I was cleared. I still, I'm used to just going, 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 like 12-hour days, just right. running, running, running. And about 3, 4 o'clock, man, I just Start start shutting down. down. Uh, mm-hmm. They said it's chronic fatigue. They mm-hmm. said based on what they've seen, it can last anywhere from 2 to 6 months. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, the good news is by keeping everybody isolated and away from me, my oh. daughter and my wife never got it. Which is just amazing to me that you were able to do that. That's, I mean, that's pretty cool. It was hard. Yeah. I, I will tell you, I, I used to be, uh, the job that I had before my board finally mm-hmm. hired me to be the director of uh, Better Life and Recovery in Springfield Recovery Community Center, uh, I was the state advocacy and education outreach coordinator and I literally traveled the state. Mm. So there were weeks that I would come home Friday night mm-hmm. and leave Sunday night and then mm-hmm. come home Friday night and leave Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And it was so much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Like I missed my family more right? because I could hear them uh-huh. outside, but I couldn't, I couldn't squeeze on them. I couldn't right. love on them. I couldn't, I mean, it, one mm-hmm. of the hardest things I've ever done is yeah. spend two weeks basically locked behind a door with my family on the other side of that door. Mm. And of course, my daughter's eight, and she right. doesn't quite get. Yeah, let me you know, in. Yeah. Right. Uh. So, so that was not easy. So, so now we'll jump to you. Uh-huh. Why don't you describe uh, your experience? Right. Us? So you know, um, we uh, we had a we had a uh, I had some close contact with somebody that had COVID, right? And um, it was literally it was almost like the the moment that I found out that I started exhibiting symptoms. Like it was such a um, 
a strange thing because I, I literally started like I found out and maybe like 20 minutes later I start coughing. See, we call that a psychosomatic reaction. So you didn't really have yes, it. Yes, right. I'm going to explain it away and say you didn't really have it. It was all in your mind and uh-huh. COVID doesn't exist. Conspiracy theorists, you can enjoy our show now. Right. Um, we agree with you. It doesn't exist. It's all in his head. It's right. That's exactly <laughs> what I was telling myself. i tell you the truth. It's like, this is in your head. You just found out and you're starting to cough now. And um, I ended up, we called... Uh, Brooke and I, my wife, we called Cox Health and told them what was going on, and they scheduled an appointment for me. And they, um, and uh, that was like on a Wednesday, and I woke up Thursday, and I had a fever, and I just I felt not good at all. And so I kind of knew going in what was right. going to happen. So they went in there and they tested me, and um, I just got progressively worse. And it it didn't I didn't get it that same day. It took almost a day and a half for me to get my results. In fact, I ended up having to go online and search myself, and I found my medical record, and that's how I found out that I was positive. But I I already knew. But for me, it was um <clears throat> it was that fever. It held on for like a week. Like it would it would go and it'd come, it would go and it'd come, and then this headache. Like I don't even know. I've never had a headache like this in my life, and it just would not go away. Like no ibuprofen wouldn't work, Tylenol wouldn't work. I was taking cold medicine. It didn't seem like anything I was doing would would take this headache away. And it was just, um, it was brutal because you know what I thought is I thought I can take this time, right? I can take this vacation time. Like you, cause you hear about people that asymptomatic, they really don't show anything. And I could, you know, I got to get some school and stuff. I had to get caught up on. And right. I thought maybe I can take this time, just get caught up and be once and for all caught up. But instead I find myself sitting here today more behind than ever because of the, the, the COVID was, um, really honestly, probably the my sickest I remember being, you know, and it was like the energy thing you talk about too. It's like, I would, I would get up and I'd be like, okay, maybe today I feel okay. I'd get up and take a shower. And then four hours later I'd wake up, you know, because it was, it would just wore me out. You yeah. Know? I forgot. I had, did you have trouble breathing too? Definitely. Like, and I, like, like I couldn't take like showers were, were bad news. Cause I would start to breathe that in and, uh, uh, and yeah. like it almost makes me want to cough now. Like I bought one of those I don't know. Is it oximeters, oximeters, yeah, whatever the, those little fingertip oxygen things. Yeah. Um, just to kind of keep track of it. Cause that's the advice I got from one of my friends mm-hmm. who had had it. Yeah. She was like, you need to get that. And if it dips below 90, you need to call the hospital. Yep. That's my brother. He got it. He tested positive as well. Had one of those oximeters and, uh, his, he went into the ER he had, and he, I think he ended up waiting almost 11 hours and then, um, at the ER, at the ER. Yeah. And, and folks, uh, COVID didn't go anywhere. I know we're in what I consider to be a big town, Springfield, <laughs> right. um, a lot of people call it like a metro in a city and whatever, but to mm-hmm. me, it's really a big town. But I mean, we are kind of the medical hub for the area. Uh-huh. And they had an article in the newspaper at the beginning of this week that said they'd had that uh, one of the hospitals had had to turn away 44 ambulances from rural communities because there's no room in our hospital. That is, um, it's crazy, right? Well, yeah. because it doesn't exist. So I don't have to mask <laughs> up. I don't have to right. worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to do my thing. Oh, man. And it'll be fine because this is all a figment of everybody's imagination. Right. I know. And it's, it is just, and it spread so quickly to everyone around us. Like my mom and, the, you know, my you brother. You said your mom's in the ER. Yeah, my mom's in the ER right now. She went in yesterday. She went in by ambulance because that way she didn't have to wait. And so they brought her in by ambulance, and um, she's in a room in the ER right now. They don't have another room available, but they're treating her for. So there's no room available in the entire hospital. <laughs> they're hoping an uh, an office. They're they're hoping a room will open up today. But she's in there right now, and um, you know we're not able to visit. But I was able in there to drop some stuff off for her and get some messages to her just now. But it's still, I mean, in there, it's just like. So why crazy. is she in the ER? Because uh, pneumonia. So okay. the COVID turned. I don't know if it turns into pneumonia. I don't know exactly how it works, but you know, they, they actually told her that she got COVID again 
and and ammonia now, and so they're treating the pneumonia and the. Plus, she had it. She was cleared of it. Now she has it again. again. Yeah, and that, which is kind of confusing for it to me. I didn't know. Not if, really. I didn't know if that was possible or not. Well, but. they've had cases of it. So this is the way I understand it: is it's a novel virus, but it's mm. kind of like the flu. And just because I've had the flu once doesn't mean I'll never uh, have the flu for the rest of my life. That makes right? sense. Um, I may even have the same type multiple times, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so yeah. So, and uh, let's see, your wife, you were newly married, just yep. got back from your honeymoon, and COVID was kind of your uh, honeymoon gift. <laughs> right. She uh, tested positive as well, you know. And uh, How was she, it for her? So, she has this unbelievable ability when she's sick just to go to sleep. Like, so literally for like 36 hours, she was just gone. And then she got up and was good to go. You know, um, she still, she still congested a little bit. She still had fatigue a little bit, but I mean, she, she really just slept right through that thing. Yeah. Some people just have uh, amazing abilities. My, uh, my wife swore up and down that me and my daughter both had COVID like back in December, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had gotten really sick. It's kind of what happens. It's been the thing, uh, when I left preferred to go to MRN, mm-hmm. I had a month of vacation time saved up. So I took a month of vacation time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would say about two days into it, I got the flu. Mm-hmm. And it literally lingered. Like it, it had me to the point... Uh, that I think it was the first two weeks of my job I wasn't there for. I was out for like six weeks. Wow. I've never had something kick my butt that way. And then this time I was switching jobs uh-huh. and uh, coming here from MRN uh-huh. and was going to take some time off. Uh-huh. And once again, I got sick and I mean sick. And I saw the difference. Like my, my daughter was sick first uh-huh. and then I got it as she was coming, getting better. I got it. And I was so bad that like uh, one of my board members, his wife is a family doctor and I called her and I'm like, listen, my temperature is 104.7 mm-hmm. and I can't get it to go down. What should I do? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my daughter, when she had a hundred and she had 104 temp, mm-hmm. she was running around the house. I want to play outside. <laughs> Let's go outside. Right? I had no. 104 temp. I'm, t- I'm looking at my wife. I'm like, honey, bring me a pen and paper. I need to <laughs> yes, make out the my will. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying here. Uh, I love you, and uh, I want to make uh, sure you get everything and nothing gets held up. So you can have all my debt. I'm giving right. it to you. There you go. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, the difference between the two of us was uncanny when right. we were sick. Yeah. I mean, she's bouncing off walls, and I'm like, I can't move. Uh, I'm the same yeah. way, man, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, and, you know, I'm not good when I'm sick anyways, man. But, Dan, I don't, this was, ah, uh, it was, it was. It was tough, man. Yeah, I don't like that it's still lingering. Like uh-huh. a month later, I'm right. still being impacted by it. Yeah. Uh, I also don't like the fact that, man, we're getting ready to go into flu season. And if the hospitals are full right, right now, now, what happens whenever we have all the different strains of the flu on top of it? I know. I agree. I agree. You know. Did you um, um, lose your taste or smell? No, did you? I did. I still have no... Stuff still tastes weird. Like, some stuff doesn't taste right. It makes it so much easier for me to lose weight if I do that. <laughs> Man, that's like the best no. diet plan ever. I'm yeah. so jelly right now. Right? And smell, I can't... Yeah, I'm almost I 50. Can't. I just said jelly. jelly. Deal with it. <laughs> and I still can't... I can't smell right now. And so... It's, that's uh, probably good. I haven't <laughs> bathed in like a week. Right? So, no. you're uh, welcome. It's you're, funny because... Thank uh, your... Uh, Thank that olfactory sense. Thanks. I know. That, um, Haley, which is uh, a Brooks daughter, she was over and uh, she goes, what is that smell? You know, because where we live in Aurora, there's, we live right by a dog food factory. And so. Um, <laughs> and you're like. I'm like, I don't smell is anything. It me? <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out. We're like, oh, it's a dog food factory. We can't smell right now. So uh, it's. um, 
Who would ever thought? What a crazy 2020. I think you called it wonky earlier before we got on here. It's completely wonky. Oh my goodness. 2020. I just, I had somebody ask and they're Mm -hmm. like, what can I get you whenever I have COVID? Because Uh I've like ruptured Achilles. I've had Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff going on that I don't want to get into because we still have uh, legal stuff pending against the person and blah, 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 blah. But Uh they said, what can I get you? And I said, a a great 2021 because i mean this year's right. pretty much shot it is, honestly man, it um, is. i mean thankfully i got married right i got that to celebrate right. which is an amazing thing but man outside of that it's been it's been crazy it's been horrible like my book came out in december uh-huh. last year um and almost immediately after i got my book like i finally got all the copies to me uh-huh. i ruptured my achilles uh-huh. and i after surgery fell down my stairs and re-injured it my doctor said you can't leave your home for two months mm. He said, you need to stay there because da 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 Right. You know, he's like, I don't want you to re-injure it and us have to do surgery again because we might not be able to Uh because we had to stretch to attach these two pieces of your Achilles together so we could sew them. Uh So I stayed there and I had to cancel a couple speaking engagements Mm -hmm. where I was supposed to do like book signings and stuff like that after. And then COVID hit Mm -hmm. and I think I had five or six conferences I was supposed to speak at this year and do book signings. And... Nothing. So, so I'm like, woohoo! I, uh-huh. I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. If you bought the copy, I want to thank you. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, whoever else, the other person you talked into, it. I think we've sold two copies. <laughs> Whatever. Just kidding. Um, just kidding. Uh, uh-huh. but, but honestly, it's just been such a weird year, yeah. right? So all these things have canceled. Uh, you know, uh, honestly, the speak, uh, the canceling of all these uh conferences has left me. Speechless. Oh, I see what you did oh, there. Oh, that's a dad joke there. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, uh, we had concerts we were supposed to go to. Right. And the canceling of concerts has left me disconcerted. Oh, oh. man, that was music to my ears. I guess you could. Oh, <laughs> you know, oh. but, but I mean, we've had those cancellations. Some of the pro-social stuff we do is like, uh, you know, we take a group to like go watch UFC fights live. Right. Uh, we mm. take a group to go... Uh, Watch like uh, baseball games, football games, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. You know, go. And none of that. We haven't been able to do any of those things, and it's been really stinking weird. And uh-huh. and now we have a uh, a Thanksgiving uh-huh. coming up. We do a big Thanksgiving where right. we invite everybody because here's the deal: holidays are a really hard time for people, yeah, um, especially people in recovery mm-hmm. that may have lost their family, whether it was literally. Yeah. Because maybe the rest of their family's dead, right? Um, from consequences of substance use, age, everything, all those other reasons, uh-huh. or maybe their family is not in a place where they've been able to forgive them and accept them back into the house because yeah. of various things that they did when they were in the midst of their chaotic use. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, for us, it's a social event, whether it's our New Year's Eve party, our Thanksgiving, mostly, not really New Year's Eve as much, but uh-huh. but Christmas and Thanksgiving, sure. I think, are the two big ones that we do. We do a mm. Christmas Eve thing. Well, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve, and then uh-huh. we do a Thanksgiving day where, I mean, like, literally, we start in the afternoon, mm. and we have, like, dips and chips and cheese right, balls, right. and uh-huh. then we serve dinner from, I think this year we're doing it from 3 to 7. 
but it's about giving people that social interaction so that, that they don't feel so isolated so that they don't have recurrences mm-hmm. of use and die from uh, a drug or alcohol poisoning and so that they don't feel like they are all by themselves and nobody cares and they die by suicide. Right. So, so I had somebody talk to me and they're like, well, with COVID, what are you going to do? And I was like, you know, honestly, we're going to have to do it. And they're like, well, you could do a drive through for the mm-hmm. food. And I'm like, food's like less than 5% of the reason that we right. do this, yeah. you know, and, and it's a difficult one. So we got to figure out a way to keep people masked. Right. Fortunately, we've just gained an additional two suites here. Right. So we gained That's an awesome. additional like 3,000, 3,500 square feet. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe we can do double TVs, right? Yeah. you know, and yeah, do yeah. big TV in all three of the areas where maybe we're going to have, actually, I think there's one, two, three, four, four different rooms and two mm-hmm. of them are big rooms and, you know, a, that are 1,500 to 2,000 yeah. square feet. That's, yeah. And then a couple of the other ones are probably, I don't know, 500 square feet. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can get four TVs and kind of split people up that way, but still give them interaction because because right. I think it's necessary, you yeah. know. But it's it's so weird doing it Zoom is. doesn't energize and feed me the way being in front of people live does. Sure, totally different, right? Yeah. Like you've been, I mean, you've done some Zoom uh, preaching, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm one of the certified peer specialist trainers here in Missouri, and uh-huh. I, we've done a five day CPS training uh-huh. a couple. of all, oh. Well, basically all year uh-huh. on Zoom. I remember uh, the last one I did, and we were just talking about COVID. I was cleared to be out. I was on a scooter for my Achilles. I remember. And uh, oh. it was right after we finished. I think less than, like maybe a week after we finished, uh, we went on the uh, the shelter-in-place place, order. Right. Yeah, that's right. It was right so, after that. Yeah, yeah. it's... That's yeah. insane to think about that it was only seven, eight months ago. I know. And, you know, see where it is now. I saw we just passed a quarter of a million people dead. Yeah. And you can argue semantics however you want to out there, people. Take yeah. your conspiracy theories and <laughs> share them all you want to. Uh-huh. Um, uh, one of my favorite memes uh-huh. that I post sometimes on people's pages basically says your inability to grasp science doesn't make it irrelevant. Um, <laughs> so true. Just because you don't understand it doesn't uh-huh. mean that it's not true. Oh, I agree. Um, and uh, for you, those of you out there that are either sulking or partying, uh, mm. for half of you-ish, mm-hmm. I am very sorry that your candidate lost the election. For the other half of you-ish, oh. awesome. I'm so glad that your candidate won the election. Uh-huh. And... Uh, for everybody else, it is what it is. Uh, right. I've never seen our country more divided. Yeah, I, I say that every election. Yeah, but I, I believe it's true this time. Yeah. And now we have COVID on top of it, uh, and we have our people that accept science, mm-hmm. and we have our people that are science, I guess, deniers, I believe is what they call science them. Science deniers. So, you know, it, it boggles my mind mm-hmm. why they would go to a doctor for cancer that mm-hmm. doesn't understand anything because they know better because they... <laughs> They watched right. a talking head on TV. Yes, it's so true. You know, it takes me back to the anti-vaxxer thing mm-hmm. where uh, I like Jimmy Fallon a lot more than what's the other Jimmy um, um, that does the night show. Um, oh, my gosh. How can I not remember this right now? Jimmy yeah. Fallon, you know, people are screaming, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. So he does this thing with uh, 
about the anti-vaxxer thing and he literally has doctors who did like a mm-hmm. commercial about it and right. one of the things he says and it always cracked me up is he's like you know he said now i understand that mm-hmm. uh what was her name uh she was kind of one of those uh, sex symbols that everybody kind of looked at, um, and she was one of the bigger anti-vaxxers. Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. He's like, now I know Jenny McCarthy said something, and she actually had her clothes on, so you listen to what she was saying. <laughs> you know, and, and uh-huh. I feel like that with this. People right. are like, well, you know my buddy said. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want you to know a couple of things. Uh, I want you to know that when somebody dies... There's multiple spots on there to write what they died of. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I don't know if you know this, but nobody actually dies of a gunshot wound. Hmm. Did you know that? No. Yeah, they either die from the trauma, right, or they die from blood loss, right. But they don't actually die from the blood from the gunshot, gunshot wound, wound itself. Oh. So basically, there's no such thing as a gun death. Huh. Oh. How about so that? So should make all of our pro guns <laughs> people very happy, yeah. and all of our uh, gun control people. Uh, right. Uh huh. Now, don't get me wrong, they died because of the gunshot wound, Mm -hmm. but there were other extenuating factors because the gunshot wound itself, putting a hole through somebody is what kills them. Mm -hmm. It might be the fact that you hit one of the centers in the brain and that controls autonomous functions like breathing and they can no longer breathe. Yeah. It might be because you hit an artery and they bleed out. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. But the gunshot itself, not really. No. Huh, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. So, so on it, it might say gunshot wound, brain trauma, blood loss, all these different causes of death. Uh huh. So just because somebody had, say, died of pneumonia, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that that pneumonia wasn't brought on by COVID. COVID. Right, yeah. Or maybe they had COPD mm-hmm. and they died. It doesn't mean that they wouldn't have lived years longer mm-hmm. if it wouldn't have been for getting COVID and how COVID impacted their ability to breathe in their right. lungs. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I'm saying? For sure. So they're like, well, they're putting COVID on everything. Not true. Mm-hmm. I've had multiple people, unfortunately, that I know of who have died from overdoses mm-hmm. since COVID came. And guess what wasn't on their death right. certificate? COVID. Yeah. COVID. yeah. Um, I also have had a friend that died from a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple friends on, well, friend like on my wife's side, uh-huh. but like family friends who have died of cancer. Yeah. Guess what? No mention of COVID. Yeah. So for, uh, it's not obviously not on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, just because like you had a great example. Mm-hmm. Like, was Brooke impacted as, as much as you were by it or no, not really? She slept not 36 as... hours and she was good to go? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just because you have something mm-hmm. and it didn't really impact you doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to get it and not be severely impacted. Right. Right? Totally. So there's all kinds of extenuating circumstances. It's like the people that are like, well, I don't believe that addiction is really a disease because mm-hmm. I drink and I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> right. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I don't think being an idiot's really a problem for you. Because, but anyway, um, <laughs> it's true though. That was probably highly uncalled uh, yeah. for. You're welcome. Uh, amen. Not sorry. <laughs> amen. But you know, I can think of tons of things that mm-hmm. some people do and other people don't, right. and have completely different uh, reactions. Yeah. Uh, I think of if you look at. Uh, a lot of Asian males, mm-hmm. they smoke cigarettes, mm-hmm. in fact, at a much higher rate than we do here in America. Uh-huh. And yet their their cancer, lung cancer percentage is an, a fraction of what it is here. Mm. So basically, guess what? You can smoke all you want to and you don't have to worry about lung cancer right. because they did. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so take that one person who was an, an anomaly yeah. that smoked. 
their entire life and never develop lung cancer, and they could right. be like, see? Oh, that's They're matter. lying, man. It's right. all in your head. It doesn't really give you cancer. <laughs> right. Why would you go to a doctor anyway? Yeah. I mean, just watch whatever news program you watch, mm-hmm. and they know more than any doctors or epidemiologists right. out there know anyway. <laughs> You're going to an oncologist? What a wuss. What man, crazy here. Talk. Yeah. I saw this on TV once. I'll right. take care of it for you. Take this, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Or, hey, here's this. Uh, all you have to do is drink some of this fruit juice right. and rub this essential oil on yeah. your colon, <laughs> and now you're cured. You're good to go. Right? right? Oh, my gosh. It's insane, the stuff that people believe. Uh-huh. I agree. Uh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and having walked through COVID now, man, it's just, you know, I even I have a, a cousin, he's here in, in town, and he's in a coma right now because of it. It's a medically induced one to try to get the, I guess, the water off of his lungs or the fluid, or I don't know exactly what it is, but they have him on a medically induced coma right now trying to do that. And we had a another family friend in Arizona, the same thing they did for her, and she never came out of it. She passed away, you know, and so it's... Younger, a, older? My age, yeah. So she, No, actually younger than me, probably. She's probably 35. Yeah, and so, and it's no, but it only kills old people. It's okay. So when I hear you say it really doesn't impact kids, it's just killing old people. What I hear is I really could care less about old people. That's that's what I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really care. I mean, once you're over sixty, we don't need you anyway. You're dead weight. I mean, that's basically what I hear somebody saying when they say something like that. I hear that, and I'm like, that's probably the most heartless thing I've ever heard a person say. Yeah, Uh, that's somebody's grandma. That's somebody's grandpa. That's somebody's mom. Somebody's dad. Right. You know, somebody's brother, somebody's sister, somebody's friend, somebody's coworker, and you're a piece of crap. Right. You're lying. Oh my gosh. Right. Um, why don't we get rid of your dead weight? Because right, <laughs> right now you're breathing my oxygen. Yeah. And at the rate that we're cutting down the rainforest, we're rapidly su- <laughs> depleting the supply of oxygen yeah. in the atmosphere. And I'm really unhappy right now that you're breathing some of my air. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because you suck right. at life. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. Right there it is. He got the rope. <laughs> he got the rope. Right there it is. Like I said, it's a gift that keeps giving, and that's what uh-huh. I want to try to make sure people understand. Yeah, honestly, is that it's not something for some people. Yes, you're going to be asymptomatic, mm-hmm. and that's amazing. Right. Uh, my ex has it right now, and mm-hmm. my son is quarantined. Mm-hmm. So literally, I mean, I would say I got to see him in the middle, but he actually went to his grandpa's to go deer hunting in the middle. So I literally, I mean, I saw him like two days out of mm-hmm. the past month wow. and a half or something that's crazy cool. like yeah. that. Uh, it's just been insane because first us, then them. And, uh-huh. and for her, it hasn't impacted her really that bad. Wow. You yeah. know, but like I said, for me, it was bad at first and then it was just really bad congestion for you. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you had the fever for over a week. Yeah, I did. Yeah. For me, it ran the course of, you know, literally like 24, 36 hours and the fever mm-hmm. and body chills were gone. It was Man. just the body ache and the congestion. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately I could still taste stuff. So I continued to eat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I still ate. Yeah. I just couldn't taste it. I was doing keto then. So it was great. Like my sister brought by this great big, huge bag of like keto, uh, sweet stuff. And I will tell you, there's one of the sugars in Mm. keto sweet stuff. Bad news. Bad news for speaking of colons. um, (laughs) I knew we were headed that direction. Yeah. It is. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, and it's not bad when you have a little bit of it, but uh-huh. I was like chocolate that I can uh-huh. eat. Uh-huh. And it was all bad, mm-hmm. all bad. And the next day I'm like chocolate I can eat. And yeah, cause I'm a glutton for punish or just a glutton. I'm just a glutton. <laughs> just a glutton. <laughs> That's good stuff. That said though, I mean, uh-huh. I, I have lost, uh, um, I haven't really talked about it yet, but uh-huh. by the time this one comes out, I will have talked about it like officially. 
really haven't talked about it, but over the course of, uh, I needed to lose weight already. Sure. And then I ruptured my Achilles and I got up to like 286, mm-hmm. uh, where I generally, I think before I gained about 40 pounds uh-huh. and I already was right. overweight. So, so I am right. I'm almost, I'm like, I think I've lost 49 pounds over the past, wow. uh, several months, a couple months. Wow. Through uh, keto, and I'm uh, doing uh, uh, intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's awesome. Man. You know, depending on the day, I'll either go 12 or 18 hours without eating and then yeah. eat in a window. And No, really, I'll just sit there in a window and eat. <laughs> I won't sit down. I'll stare I at the people inside the restaurant and be like, hey, how you doing? Mine looks better than yours. This is my window to eat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, this is the window I get to eat in. I'm sorry you're sitting in front of it. Um, the, the family yesterday was so much better looking. Uh, awesome. You're ruining my appetite now. Window you know, I, I hope you can be here tomorrow. I won't eat nearly as much then either. But, uh, you know, but it's been really, it's been a good thing for me. I stayed mm-hmm. on keto. Generally, when I get sick, it's all comfort food. And my comfort foods are... Like, literally, one time I had pneumonia, and I made my sister drive from Arkansas to Illinois to make uh-huh. me fresh chocolate chip cookies. Wow. And she did it because uh-huh. my sister is amazing. Right. Like, I, I said, my sister enabled me to life. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and uh, chicken and dumplings, that's my other comfort food. Those mm-hmm. are my two, and I mean, like, with the biscuit, like, the real oh, chicken and dumplings. Mm, that's good stuff. Even though if I have to get it from, like, Cracker Barrel or something, we still had them run it by. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you know, uh-huh. but this time there was no comfort food. Well, there was, but right. it was like, you know, keto bread right. and, you know, because I also Absolutely. love grilled cheese. Yeah. Mm. Now, whenever I'm sick. So, so I stayed keto throughout it uh, and was able to, even though I was sedentary, locked mm-hmm. in a room for two weeks, um, I I think I only gained half a pound. That's impressive. You right? know, for not so, moving really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, I just I started playing a new game called Path of Exile and just uh-huh. vegged out uh-huh. doing that. And then I bought uh, a year to uh, the WB, mm. like, uh, like the TV sh- The superhero, um, not Marvel, but. Uh, uh, DC? DC. DC. Yeah, I bought okay. the DC uh, for a year, uh-huh. and then realized after I bought it that like in a month it's all going to uh, HBO Max. Is it? <laughs> so, so oh, I no. still I still need to call yeah. them and get a refund uh-huh. uh, for the other the eleven months because they're like you can read comic books oh. for free, and I'm like I want to watch movies oh, anyway. Gosh. Shows on WB. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, Doom Patrol, mm. vulgar, vulgar, vulgar. Uh-huh. But I loved it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> There's so much snark and so yeah. much sarcasm in there. Uh-huh. Um, the language is. So, I mean, I couldn't watch that with my son. I wouldn't right. watch it with my. Well, my wife wouldn't watch it anyway. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, "They said enough word," <laughs> and run away uh-huh. because that's my wife, mm-hmm. and she's amazing that way. But yeah, Amen. it's really good. Um, if you're okay with bad language, oh, if you don't like the potty language, it's not good. But man, it's probably the best series, like superhero series. Uh-huh. I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. And it's, it's that good. Doom Patrol. And that's super superheroes. Yep. Huh. It's got like uh, Brendan Fraser. And, really? Oh, yeah. I haven't oh, seen him forever. Ever. I know. Yeah, I've seen since, man. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. Anyway, yeah. any closing thoughts? Uh, for um, me, my closing thought would be COVID is the real deal. Mm-hmm. I also, uh, I know several people, unfortunately, have died from it. One of my friends, his son was a was going to fo- I mean he goes to uh D1 college on a full mm-hmm. ride uh wide receiver scholarship 
you know, wow. and he was in the hospital for over a month and he, they lost him on three separate occasions. Wow. You know, he made it out, yeah. but he literally died three uh-huh. different times. And it was the same thing. It was because of, uh, all the the fluid in his lungs and the inability to breathe. Wow. So, I mean, they had to intubate him. They also had to put him in a coma and, you know, they, Talking to the dad, and the dad's like, you know, I'm sitting outside, and I can't even go in. Yeah, no. You, you know, can't. I mean, I just so my son's in there, and I didn't know if I'd ever see my son oh, alive gosh. again. Gosh, yeah. You know, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's the real deal. Uh, deny it all you want to, but that doesn't mean that it's not still going to kill your family and friends. Right. So, so true. Once again, the mask isn't for you; mm-hmm. it's for everybody else. Yeah. So, I agree. That's what I say too. I mean, I mean, going into the holidays, right? Just be safe, man. Be smart. It's just, it's not worth it. Not worth it to, um, to just be flipping about it. Just be, be, be safe. Be smart. Absolutely. Alrighty then. Thanks a lot, guys. And uh, I will talk to y'all next week. Peace. Bye-bye. In closing, I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Please join us every week for new episodes. If you want to connect with us further, if you have any questions, topics you'd like to hear in the future, or maybe you would like to be on the podcast sometime, you can connect with us at betterlifeandrecovery.com. Uh, there's a Better Life and Recovery page on Facebook, or you can, uh, we're on Twitter, uh, B-L-I-R underscore N-P-O. Also, this podcast is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about the network at studiodna.media. Thanks a lot. Y'all have a great week. Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but... Somehow they meet in the middle. Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. It's Sports Yak.